I'm just going to paraphrase over here from the Hebrew. L'chaim, l'chaim, v'rach. L'chaim, v'rach. Until now we learned that there are um, halachic differences between the amount of people that participate in something. You have ten people, uh, or five people, or three people. There is a halachic uh, difference to what you could do with three people, three pe- people is a bezin, a chalitza with five people. Once you get to ten people, ten people is the max. You don't need anything else, uh, anyone else to uh, do any other, uh, to do a, a religious service. But regarding brachas, there is a, there is still a difference between between ten people and six hundred thousand people. The bracha of chakamarazim can only make when there are six hundred thousand people present. So, why is this that regarding halachic ceremony, the maximum is is ten people? Regarding bracha, we made a distinction. So the, the short answer we said till now was that the purpose of the Alter Rebbe said he heard from the Mizritcher Magid and says in Tanya, "Ilu nimsa malach echad, b'mamel asayim Yisrael, afilu einu medarben divetera, ha'imet batal mitziotol agamri." If there be one angel, about a minion, even though they're not studying Torah, the angel will just disintegrate because of the kedusha of the minion. Now, the malach is in a higher world than this world, and yet the malach would disintegrate because of the kedusha of ten people. So in order to fill the world with holiness, to fill the entire world with holiness, to, to publicize, to spread Hashem's holiness to the whole world, you never need more than a minion, because a minion is sufficient to reach the whole entire cosmos. But if you're talking about what level of Kedusha, how high you're drawing down, so then there is a distinction between 10 people and 600,000 people, because the, um, when there's more people present, you're able to do more. That's why Hashem said that when Hashem wanted to give us the Torah, if one Jew wasn't present, the Torah couldn't have been given. In order to bring down the Torah, to bring down such a high revelation of Hashem, that required a greater amount of people. So regarding publicity, publicity is a maximum of ten. Halachic things which require publicity, you don't need more than ten, because ten is enough to, to, to fill the whole world. Regarding to the level of holiness, regarding the bracha that you're drawing to the world, bracha means for that there is a distinction between ten and a hundred and a thousand. The more people, the better. Okay. This will help us understand two opposite extremes that we find about the idea of a minion. On the one hand, it says that if there are ten people together, they're not studying Torah, they are they have the Shekhinah there. But if the Shekhinah is there, it's not such a good idea not to speak about words of Torah. In other words, if, if because you, you're able to do such an incredible thing, have Hashem's presence with you, so, so it's, it's not okay to, um, to act in a way that's not honorable for Hashem. Precisely because the minion brings the holiness of Hashem to that place, it's not a good idea to not to speak words of Torah. Because the Kedusha is there automatically. On the other hand, when you have ten people, and they're studying Torah together, there's something about the Hadas Melech, there's something about there's something higher that's able to be brought down, a much greater revelation than 
the revelation just to their ten, the ten people. In other words, ten people together is, is enough holiest to disintegrate an angel. That's true. But when they're learning Torah, it's far beyond whatever that is. Whatever that kind of dusha is, that, that, that breaks, that, that, the, that, that is too much for an angel to handle, that is, pales in comparison to the kind of holiness that's brought down to the world when there is a minion of Yidin Dung The minion of Yidin Dung is much, much higher. So although it's great when you have a minion together, they're not speaking words of Torah, the Shekhinah is still there, but when they learn Torah together, there's an incomparable greater light and that's what caused Hashem to descend on Har Sinai. That's Hashem caused Hashem to take away all the rules. Till the giving of the Torah, there was a rule. The heavens can't come to earth. The earth can't go up to heaven. Uh, and when Hashem gave us the Torah, He, he annulled all those rules. And He take, took away all the separations. What, what caused that? Not just that there was 600,000 people there together. It was they were there to learn Torah. This, so this tells us, that when there are 10 people present and they're not learning Torah, it's not at all in the same kind of subject. It's a whole different kind of level of holiness brought down by the minion. The Gemara says, other, other mentions in Tanya, that When you are in the presence of someone doing a mitzvah, Although he is ignorant, he has no idea what he's doing, you have to stand up and honor the person doing a mitzvah. Why? Because the light of Hashem is resting upon him while he's doing this mitzvah. When a Jew does a mitzvah, he becomes one with the atzmutumuhut, becomes one with Hashem's essence, the one who gave us the mitzvahs. And you can't compare the essence of Hashem, which we connect to when we do a mitzvah, to the godly energy that could fit in the world. You can compare the essence of Hashem to whatever could fit into uh, California or in the Earth, planet Earth and the Milky Way and the galaxies. That, 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 that's, that's a minuscule. In, minuscule in comparison to the, the essence of Hashem which you connect to when you do a mitzvah. So it's understood how much effort you have to make to bring another Jew to, to, to participate in a, in, a, in a Dvar Hashem Zu Alacha and to participate in studying Torah. Even one more how it changes everything. So you're thinking, hey, I don't speak English so well, why am I here? But one Jew more come participating in the Torah, the Rebbe says, you have to make such an effort because it changes uh, the whole entire, uh, the, the entire thing that you're doing. Uh, you're causing another person, another thing in the world to become one with the essence of Hashem. Besides the impact of that particular person who is joining with the essence of Hashem, there's a higher level of Tusha that's being brought down by, by the addition of one more person. Okay. This explanation about why our Rebbeim, throughout history, even when they um, had many more than ten people listening to their Hasidus and their Nigla, and they, when they, they had more than 10 people listening to the chassidus that they shared and the halacha and the gemara that they shared, and they weren't satisfied. They devoted themselves. Not just neither should they amzachgeleked. They put themselves in a state of sacrifice, total sacrifice with every fiber of their being to the point of mesiris nefesh so that the Torah should reach one more person, one more, another person, another person. What's, why is it so important to reach one more person? You're already putting it out there in the world. It's already public. And there are people studying Torah in public. 
you have ten people studying Torah, as the Gemara says. And that's sufficient for all matters of holiness. So why do you have to have sacrifice so one more person share words of Torah? When you're already, you, similar to the concept of five more minutes. <laughs> so why do you have to have so much for serious nefesh? So you have enough kedusha to conquer the whole world. Why do you have to have one more person? What's the point? The answer is that the level of godliness that's able to fit in the world has no comparison to the to uniting with God's essence. You could bring down a higher level of kedusha that could disintegrate the world. That's true, but compared to becoming one with Hashem's essence, that's nothing. And the effort that you have to make, or there, there, let, let's say uh, you wanted to make, um, as my own example, uh, let's say you want to make a Jewish soccer team, okay? So it's, it's, you're doing something that brings incredible level of Kedusha to the world. There are 10 Jews playing soccer, they're playing baseball, playing basketball. There's Kedusha that's so great that, that an angel can't be there. So you want to do that because you think it's a really great thing to bring this Kedusha to the world, right? So the effort that's made uh, to bringing people together in general it should, should pale into comparison to the effort that's made to bring another person to become one with Hashem's essence. Because Hashem's essence is far beyond this world and far beyond all the worlds. It's Hashem's very core. And that's the reason why it was done with Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh means sacrifice, but it means more than sacrifice. The previous Rebbe, the Bala Simcha, the one whose Gula was in Yubis Tammuz, in every element of his life, he served Hashem with Mesiris Nefesh. As he uh, heard from his father and he shared that when his father appointed him to work for the community, he, he made a sort of an akeda with him. The previous Rebbe writes at length how his father took him to the Ohel of his father, of the um, Marash, to Machzedek, and Lubavitch, and there's a little shul in the uh, in the uh, in in, in Lubavitch next to the oil, and the uh, Rebbe Rashab in opened the Aron Kedesh, and he told the his his father and grandfather he's making a, a covenant with his son, the previous Rebbe, that he has to have sacrifice for his for his efforts to help the Jewish community, to help the Jewish people. So his, when the Rebbe Rashab gave him this position, there weren't too many perks in the position. There was, it, was, it began with Mesiris Nefesh. So in order to bring down the essence of Hashem, the essence of Hashem has no limitations. So to bring down the essence of Hashem also on our part, we have to also have Mesiris Nefesh, we have to go beyond the limitations. We can't be satisfied with serving Hashem in a limited way. It's true that when we go beyond our limitations, it's still limited. In Shema, we say every day, you should serve Hashem b'chol me'yedecha. Me'yedecha means as much beyond yourself. Beyond you is not beyond me. For you, beyond yourself means to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to study Torah. For me, it makes means to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, it's, and, and, and they're both limited. 4 and 5 are both limited. But doing something which is beyond what you could do, what, what, what seems that you could do, that's sufficient to draw down Hashem's, uh, something which is truly infinite, Hashem. Remember Pano, I think we studied this a few times, Remember Pano explains a Pasuk, my beloved ran away to the Hari Besamim. Barach Deil Hari Besamim. Remember Pano says that the Hari Besamim, the mountains that Terry refers to, 
are very tall mountains. Why are they such tall mountains? Because they represent a very lofty, very high level of godliness. Since they represent such a high level, level of godliness, they're also very tall mountains. Now you can't compare a tall mountain to Hashem's holiness. Uh, however big the mountain is, it's, it's, still a, it's, it's still a creation of Hashem. There's no comparison to Hashem's essence. So why are we saying that the, you, 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 uh, the mountain represents the infinity of Hashem? And the answer is, that says the Remembi panel, since for us in our world it's something which is very big, it represents something which is truly very big. In a similar way, they're saying that, the free, that, that, that when we say you have to have Mesiris um, Nefesh, sacrifice, to bring another Jew closer to, to learn Torah, to, to one more Jew should learn Chassidus, you have to have sacrifice for it. Why sacrifice? Because sacrifice means going beyond yourself. Since you want to connect another Jew to the essence of Hashem, and the essence of Hashem has no limitations, so to, to make this happen, Hashem wants us to do something which connects to, so to speak, to our essence, to go beyond our limitations, and, and, and sacrifice ourselves to go beyond what we're used to, what, what we're comfortable with, to bring another Jew closer to Hashem. That's what our Rebbein would always do. In, in other words, in order to make a vessel for God's infinite light, we have to be infinite too. So that's what our, our Rebbein did. They, they publicized the, and they taught us the path that we need to go in. And by doing this the, themselves, they empowered us to do a little bit of what they did. It says about Meishe Rabbeinu in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that no one can compare to Meishe Rabbeinu. Who, who is the one who can possibly think he is a connection to any even 1% or 1,000% of what Meishe Rabbeinu is? Yet the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya that something of Meishe Rabbeinu's light is made in the Kolosh Tasham Sisro, shines to every single Jew. And therefore, there is something that we receive called nefesh and nefesh and basically throw every single soul, the Jewish people, yesh pom bechidus has something in it from Meish And that's why it says in, in the Talmud, the Meish was called one of the seven shepherds of the Jewish people. The meaning of the seven shepherds is that each of these seven shepherds gave something to every single Jew. So everyone has something of Meish So too is this true regarding, regarding the Meish of every generation, including the leader of our generation, the previous Rebbe, the Bala Simcha, says the Rebbe, that he brought down and he gave us the power that we could fulfill his instruction, that we should serve Hashem in a way of Hasnachas Atzmusay. Hasnachas Atzmusay means, Hasnachas Atzmusay, have you heard such a thing before? Hasnachas Atzmusay means to put yourself on the side. To put yourself on the side. But it means more than that. It doesn't just mean to put yourself on the side. It could have said, putting yourself on the side. The words are, to put your very core on the side. To totally let go in a very deep place. That's anachat atzmusay. That's Mesiris Nefesh. Mesiris Nefesh, to give away your desire to do what Hashem wants you to do, so that there should be one more person, one more, one more connection to God's essence. To fulfill... Hashem's intent in the world, Hashem wants to have a dear tachtenim, to, to have a dwelling place in this world, so it requires of us to have anachasat musay. Anachasat musay is a big thing. The Rebbe Rashab said that the students in the yeshiva tinchatimimim, what he wants to accomplish tinchatimimim, he wants them to have anachasat musay. That's the definition of these students. <laughs> it's true that, um, that there is a... Um, 
someone, it's a very fascinating thing. Um, a gentleman wrote a letter to the Rebbe, and he asked me to translate it. And I was a little disappointed while I was translating it, because I was thinking there's no way in the world this is going to answer this person's question. Because there's a very general, generic theme in the letter. <laughs> so, just a, a parenthetically amazing thing. This, this person, he, um, he asked me to translate a letter. I was speaking about the idea of the value of the yeshiva, the value of the Rebbe's yeshiva. And the Rebbe says that just like in Mitzrayim, we were under the rule of the Egyptians. What made us stronger in Egypt was Shiloshinuat Shemam, the fact that we were we kept our uniqueness. So in a similar way, the Rebbe says, uh, the, this yeshiva, Tom it, it it's a yeshiva which produces Tamimim. Tamimim means people who are whole. How are they whole? They're whole in the knowledge of Torah. They're whole in their love for Hashem, they're whole in their reverence for Hashem, and they will spread the word of Hashem. They will go out, that's, that, the world needs this more than ever, because the world is, is, is in a, a not such a good state, the world is in a state of, of uh, it describes the different, 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 um, different challenges that the world is going through. At that time, I spoke about how the world's in danger of, a, of, of, of self-destruction through an, through, the, through an atom bomb, and, uh, and it's such a time of confusion, and it's such a time of civil, assimilation. And, and what's needed is we need to have these people from this yeshiva to, uh, to, to, to highlight their, uh, their, their unique role as giving, uh, to feel responsibility to, to share what they have. So I was a little bit disappointed because I was thinking, like, this guy for sure did not get an answer to his letter. But boy, did he get an answer. You know what he wrote to Rebbe? He wrote to Rebbe that he can't, it bothers him the homogenization of the world. It bothers him how the world is all becoming one colossal mass that, in a way that defies logic, that men aren't men and women aren't women, and women are called... And no one has any distinct role in the world. Everyone's just part of this. And it's such a confusion in the world. And here, there gives such a clear answer. You, you need to focus on your gift to the world, your uniqueness and what you have and you're sharing Terry Mitzvahs, that's what the world needs. That's what, what will give the world, that will give, just, just like Mitzrayim, it was our uniqueness that protected us. That's what you need to focus on. So, so take it. there's an issue. The world has problems. That's true. We're in time of Mashiach. And we need to focus on what our gift is and what we're able to contribute because it's, it is a time of Mashiach and it is a, the, the, the darkest moments before the light. And what's needed upon us is to take a focus on. But, anyways, getting back to our, our point over here. The definition of a tamim is someone who not only is complete in his love of Hashem and love of Torah of the Jewish people. That the definition, the, the core of what a tamim is, is a nochas atzmusi. He's putting himself on the side. I was by for bringing some. Uh, huh? Translated. Uh, could you also translate it as it brings you internal comfort by you doing that for somebody else? You get atzmus nachum in your atzmus per se. Interesting. Well, you're losing yourself in God's essence, and therefore finding yourself. Let's let's put it that way, um, because your true essence is, is Hashem. Uh, I was by Yeshiva. I was in the 770 in uh, 2001, 
and Rabbi Shema Zachi was for bringing, and he was sharing something that he heard from the Rabbi Yol Khan's father, Rabbi Fol Khan. Rabbi Fol Khan was present by the Rebbe Rashabas for bringing a hundred years before in Tafish Samachalaf. Tafish Tafshin Samachalaf was a hundred and one years, I think, since the establishment of Chatvim. Even more. I don't know. Either way, it was more than that. So, so the Rebbe Rashab had said at that for bringing. Even in Tafish Samachalif, even though it's such a modern time, <laughs> Tafish Samachalif, they still the, the core of what a yeshiva student in Tinchatum is, it's the same core. What is a student in Tinchatum is Anachasat Musa. So Rabbi Zarchi was saying that Rabbi Falkan said that after that from Ringen, there was such an excitement that like, we could do this. We could be able to reach this, this, this objective that Rabbi Shab gave for us to feel responsibility for other people and Anachasat Musa. And Shemizachi was saying that it hasn't changed. The mission hasn't changed. The world has changed. The mission hasn't changed. What's required of us is And in this particular context, they're saying, what are you trying to do? Think about what you're trying to do. You're trying to cause something infinite to happen. You're trying to cause something otherworldly to happen, which is beyond what angels can handle or they can't handle. You're trying to connect to God's essence. And therefore... It requires in you also something that's that's beyond limitation, beyond definition. It, it, because the task at hand involves the infinite, so it requires us to look at it from from perspective of of, of something be, which is which seems crazy to us. The previous Rebbe once said, the definition of a, a balabas, a in the Hasidic lexicon, the a owner of a house is the very opposite of the spectrum of a, a student in the Shirtin Khatunim. Student Shiva Tinchatmimim is someone who has no Hanachasat Musay, okay? What's a Balabas? Balabas, the previous Rebbe was uh, once entertaining a group of Hasidim by Fabrengen, and, uh, and he was in, their, in, in his home. And someone referred to the Friedrich Rebbe as the Balabas, as the owner of the home. The Friedrich Rebbe said, Do not call me that name, because a Balabas, a Davar Muzum, a house owner. The Hasidic lexicon, which means something else, is something repulsive. <laughs> Anyways, so said, the previous Rebbe writes in a letter, what's the definition of a balabos? A balabos, which is something repulsive, something reprehensible, is someone who thinks sh- that shinui, that any change, is insane. Insane? Local. Okay. Kol shinui is, imp- is, is insane. Think, thinking that change is insane is a balabos, and the opposite end of the spectrum is Hanachat Atzmuto. Those are the, that's, that's the goal over here. So they're saying that the reason that Rebbeim had such sacrifice, they went to, to such means to try to reach every, to one more person should study Hasidus, is because it connects to God's essence, therefore requires us to do the same. There was a group of college students, an audience with the Rebbe once, and the Rebbe, they asked the Rebbe if the Rebbe could do miracles. Can, can the Rebbe do miracles? That was it. So... The Rebbe said, not only could I do miracles, I want everyone here is going to be asked to a miracle before they go, before they leave the Rebbe's room. Miracle means something beyond nature. So in a similar way, the Rebbe says, I want everyone here to take upon themselves to go a step higher where they were before in the Judaism. That is a miracle. So think about this. You're going to ask them to put on film. Do you realize what you're asking them? You're asking a miracle to happen. You're asking something infinite to happen. You're asking them to suddenly stop what they're doing and connect to the essence of Hashem, something which is, has no limitations whatsoever. So your approach to that person has to also be 
beyond limitations. It can't just be, well, the guy passed by and he's okay, and he looks like someone... It has to come from a place within us that we, that we, the part in us that really, really cares. In order to be able to affect someone, to connect them with Hashem Hashem's essence, it has to come within us with Messias Nefesh. That's why the Rebbe said, before you speak to a Jew about Judaism, you have to say Tilim first. It says, so in order for us to talk from our heart, we have to say Tehillim. And we have to say, I really care that when I'm talking to this person, Hashem, help me, please let me talk from my heart so I should reach them. So that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the value of reaching one more person and how this is something which is infinite and therefore requires us also to, to approach it in an infinite way. Any questions or comments? Yes. As 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 Ugam, you're, you're asking even if he has nachat he says everyone can still still steam me. There's a certain clip uh, says called Ruuma, Ruuma, Ruuma is one one of the names the Torah says. In the, in, the, in the book of Bereshit, the book of one of the non-Jewish, um, uh, it says her, her name was her name was Ruuma. So Chassidus says there's such a certain kind of clip called Ruuma. What's Ruuma mean? Look how ma I am. Look how ma means bittel. Ruuma, how much bittel I have. You're right. There is a definitely a danger for there a person to, to pat himself on the back and say, look at and even if no one's looking, I'm looking. Look at me. You know, there's such a thing. But nevertheless, in order to reach someone else, that's not the focus. Focus is, you're, you're right, it could, it could always be a selfish motive, there's no, no question about it. But the Rebbe is telling us, not, don't worry about your level, don't worry how high you are. You are Ruuma, you're not Ruuma, worry about the other person, what's going on in their life. And don't, don't say, I'm only going to go so far. That's the Rebbe's Don't say, I'm only doing this and not more. Go, let, let go, that's, that's the point. Yeah, you also have, we have our own issues inside of us. We'll take care of that. That's true. But the more important thing is let go. That's every point. Hazak Baruch. Shalom. 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 Shalom.